Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Well then, Tim, here we are Sunday morning and enjoying our coffee and our bran muffins and all this. But a little uh, caffeine high here. A little yeah. caffeine high. But uh, this past weekend was the All-Star Game and... Uh, I remember when we were with the Bruins, you never really used to go to the All-Star Games. I know Mom and I and Tim went on a vacation. We look forward to that. That's what the All-Star Game means to us. Where'd you guys go? Well, one time we went to Puerto Rico. We went with the Cheevers, and we went to Cheevers. And and you know what was really cool is that a lot of the wives that uh, didn't even have kids went with us. Uh, I think Diane McNabb went. uh, Ricky Middleton's wife went. uh, Terry O'Reilly. Terry O'Reilly, Lourdes went, and uh, we had a grand old time. But you, you never went with us, so. Um, no, and I'll tell you why. And you know, I was with Hockey Night in Canada. I, I made a deal when I first started. <laughs> I guess I can mention that. And um, it, it, when they were in Canada, I would have to go. And when they when the All Star was in the States, I didn't go. And when it all it all came down when I was coaching the Bruins, we were in first spot. I never forgot this. We were in first spot. First spot in a tough division. They call it the Iron Division. It was the Adams Division. And we're sailing along 118th Street or something like that. We never had one guy go to the All-Star game. And I remember the owner went. And I remember the president went. And I remember the assistant uh, coach went. Uh, no, general manager. And then I remember Harry went. And I said, well, how can I go to the All-Star game when none of my players are going? So since that day... It, it's a joke. I mean, they have players going now that, you know, and, and players being left off. I mean, how can you leave? Oh, I'm not getting into it. But anyhow, that's the reason why I never went to an all-star game and you guys went on vacation. I'm glad to see it. And you know, the guy that I really, that I can't believe is not in the Hall of Fame. And, and we're jumping from the, uh, from the uh, all-star game to the, and we'll get back to that, is Dale Hunter. Now, Tim, yep. we were talking about it before. Tell about the... His record, which it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, this, I guess in the past week, Dale Hunter won his 800th game as uh, OHL coach. So I think there's only three or four people ahead of him. Brian Kilroy, Burt Templeton, and maybe one other person ahead of him with wins. So he well, has... Oh, we know Brian Kilroy's Brian, Brian's number one. He's got over 1,000. No, 2,000, I think. Is it? Oh, well, I'll have to take a look and we'll get back. Well, I, I like to think it's, it's 2,000. 2000. But... Dale Hunter, he has eight, 800 wins. He has more now. I think it's 806 in only 324 losses. He's won two Memorial Cups. He's won one World Junior this year. They won the World Juniors. So in the, his NHL career, he played for, over 1,400 games, had over 1,000 points. You'd like, like this, over 3,500 minutes and penalties. And he was tough. Let me tell you, folks. I'll tell you. And the, the one thing that's really kind of amazing only four players in nhl history have more overtime playoff goals they say overtime goals now but they mean regular season but playoff overtime goals yeah and and in those days they didn't have this you know the shootout and all stuff and the overtime you know the overtime was just the playoffs he was at one time number one so the 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 three the and guess you know the guys are ahead of him you think gretzky and lemieux and all that but it's not it's joe sackick's first then Rocket Richard, then Glenn Anderson, hard to believe, and Patrick King. Those are the only guys that have more overtime goals than, than Dale Hunter in the playoffs. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. I don't know, even, I, he probably never went to an All-Star game, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he ever did. 
I remember when he got suspended for 20 games, and, and I remember Pierre Turgeon scored the sixth goal. That is, in an open net. He yeah, scored an open, open net. I mean, he put a stick in the air, and I thought, you, and all of a sudden, I saw Dale coming from the I said, oh, no, please, Dale, leave him alone, leave him alone. Crash. And he got 20 games for that. And I, I remember I was on high, uh, and I was on TV, and I said, uh, I said he is not hurt, and they had him down as a third degree separation. And I said, if they get by this round, if they get by the next round, he'll play. And I remember it was against, I think it was against the Islanders. He did, uh, he did play, and he got twenty games. Yeah, well, I think that was the last game. Of that series, yeah. and then he got twenty games at the beginning. Well, of the, the reason he the reason he was mad was because I mean the sixth goal and and they're going to be out in the boat and playoff, and he jumps around as if he scored the overtime goal. I mean, Dale Hunter boy, and I I remember when he when he played that he had a broken leg. He played with a broken leg, and he and he had uh, steel splints on it, and he had screws on it. And the word was that the the uh, the screws had come uh, come loose. And he played, he played, he kept on playing. Boy, if any guy, if any guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I asked him one day, I don't have, I don't have you know, I, this, I asked him one day, I said, how come you're not in the Hall of Fame? You know what he asked me? I'm not their kind. Yeah. Well, you I, can sort of relate to that, can't you, Dad? Yeah, well, yeah. I, guess yeah. I, I guess, I, the, guess uh, I'm not their kind either. We'll have to talk a bit about more one time was uh, th- when he was with Quebec. And they played Montreal in the playoffs. Oh, a that's a times. long one, though. We didn't... Well, yeah, we'll have to do that another time. But I remember, I, for some reason, I was in Montreal doing work and doing something, and we were on a bus on the way home, and there you could see there was a woman listening to the game on the radio, and Dale Hunter scored that overtime goal oh, to yeah. beat them, and she got up and she says, "I right in the middle of the bus, I hate that." Hunter, <laughs> she just went. Just That's a went, hockey fan. Yeah, just went crazy. You know, Dad, you mentioned the Hockey Hall of Fame, and as a kid, you know, growing up in Kingston, I thought there that they had a Hockey Hall of Fame there, and yeah. I thought that was the Hockey Hall of Fame. And then I come to Toronto, and there's another one. So, what's the difference between the no, two? No, it hockey was the Hall- original one. They it was it, the original. It one. was the original one. It was on Alfred Street in York, I think it was, and uh, not right up now. the street from from where you were living. Yeah, from it was just Albert down the street. street. It was a big, beautiful building. But then when when they uh, had the the new one put up, it was I remember they started in the, the grounds of the of the exhibition, and then they moved to the beautiful one downtown. Well, nobody goes to the one uh, you you uh, you living in Kingston. You'd know where. where oh yeah, I mean uh, it's in. Uh, so they did keep it. They they moved it from where you're talking. Mark Potter about. was the guy that right, yeah. and they tried. They were trying to get a building on their own, but then what ended up happening was they put it uh, in in an arena there, an in Vista Center off Gardner's Road. Yeah, we were there. It was yeah, beautiful. it was. Nice. In fact, didn't you tape Tim one of the Rock'em Sock'em's uh, yeah, think, intros? Yeah, I think we did. It was number twenty seven. I think we interviewed. There we did the the openings and they have time. some great stuff. Oh, if you ever, unbelievable! The history. Yeah, was if you're wonderful. going along the 401, if you ever, if you're ever going on the 401 to Montreal or you're visiting Kingston, you get off where, Gardner's. Gardner's. You get yeah. off at Gardner's and head south, and yeah, you'll run right into and it. And then you see it on the left hand yeah, side. Yeah, big arena. 
But it, it, it is absolutely great. They and have like the, the world's oldest hockey stick. They got yeah. the first puck when they got one of the first pucks and it was square. Yeah, the puck was yeah, square. Yeah, and they had Howie Morenz's uh, shin pads and, and gloves. And, and Then they had some stuff there from uh, some of the NHL players that, uh, you know, came from Kingston. Yeah. Dougie Gilmore, Kirk. Do you know that Kingston is the only city in the world that, that has uh, um, a game-winning Stanley Cup goals? And Who are they? Let me think now. Bill Cook. It's Kenny Lensman, Kirk Muller, Dougie Gilmore. Yeah, that, I think it's uh, four. Four guys. Oh, four guys, yeah. I thought it was five. I thought it was five. Anyhow, there's no city in the world that has uh, all those winners in. Now, getting back to the to the All-Star game, which we started with and everything, yeah. um, last year you didn't go uh, to the All-Star game, but you and Tim took a bit of an adventure. Oh, yeah. we Tim, I remember... It Hard to believe it was a year ago. A year, a year ago. ago. Holy smoke. Time said, a, lot ha- a lot of happened in a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. a lot of has happened. Oh, go, go boy. <laughs> yeah. I was gainfully employed back in those days. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, that, the reason we went was because of White Earp. Yeah, we went to, went to Tombstone. We flew into Scottsdale, and then we drove down to Tombstone, Arizona. You know, you and I are big fans of the movie Tombstone with Kurt Russell, and you're a big fan of, of Wyatt Earp. You read, I don't know how many biographies of him. There's been more movies made of uh, Wyatt Earp. Uh, only Billy the Kid, I think, is more. But let me just tell you about Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp lived till he was, uh, I think, close to 80. But when he was in all the O.K. Corral and all those fights and everything, he never had a, he never got hit by a bullet once. I remember one time he was going, he was, him and uh, his buddies and his brothers were riding along to get somebody and there was a, an ambush waiting for him. And he went, and the, in the movie, he goes on, he goes after them. And he actually, and it didn't show it in the movie, but he actually never got hit by a bullet. He, had, he did wear those long coats. It was full of bullet holes. And the horn of the saddle was shot off and, the, and his um, heel of his shoe was shot off too. And he never got, and anyhow, he was one guy that could walk up to a guy that was ready to pull it and take the gun off him and hit him over the head. I mean, and not not kill the guy. And um, well, he was a hero anyhow. And so we went to Tombstone. I remember we went to what was the place that it's called uh, that I really liked the the Birdcage Saloon. It's the only it, Tombstone's all wood, and I think it burned down a few times. But the only building that's still original was the Bird cage saloon and if you watch seen the movie tombstone which everybody has that's the the where white earp and uh, doc holiday had the pharaoh table and everything yeah. and it's it's the original it's the original floors original walls um the uh um there's a there's a scene where you see a big kind of uh picture it's like a canvas picture of a woman and oh that was uh that was white earp's uh, girlfriend holy smokes i folks i can't tell you it was a, it was was she gorgeous oh, or like, what? Oh. Yeah, the the woman that played her in the in the movie didn't yeah. do her didn't do her justice. She was better looking. She was better looking than the one in the movie. It was unbelievable. Anyhow, we won't. It, it was it was taken uh, by a. It, but it was it's it like if you're into the West, it's fascinating. And then when you and I went. It, we it, there was bullet holes in there, and then when you walked into the main saloon, it was just it was just like the movie. Like they were they had like little boxes. And then you got to, you paid money to get in first. It's like five bucks or six five bucks. bucks like it wasn't that much. Nothing, yeah. And then you had to pay another ten bucks, I think, to go in the back. Yeah. And and everybody, mm-hmm, nobody. There was about twenty people. Mm-hmm. And then they, they remember, but she said, "This is where the well, I guess I can say this. 
This is where the girls took the guys up the stairs. Oh, is that right? Everybody, <laughs> everyone perked up. Everybody perked up. And yeah. But that was the original. That's how they got the 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 thing catwalk. That's they used the, really? the, the girls used to walk up and down. And that's, oh, is that right? I didn't know that. That's with the original. You're just a wealth of information. Well, oh. well I wish I knew that, but she said that. But the lady's saying she says she retained this, it. That's what. Yeah, that she says. And this you know, is what I it was. really felt bad that when I, I and I and it's unbelievable in the back. You have you have to see it to believe it. All all the old, you know. Uh, there's a there's a table that Doc Holliday sat at all and. It showed the rooms, and I mean it. Well, you're a real history buff, Dad. Oh, I, I mean, you I, don't go on very many vacations, and they're usually not fun ones. They're usually yeah. to check things out. Remember the last time, maybe my, the last one would have been when you went to London. Oh, to I check went, it. Uh, well, I went to see the victory with Nelson. I got to tell a funny story, though, when we went to London. So we go to London, and we have a day off. Actually, it was because you were doing that CBC uh, show about your ancestry. Oh, we, yeah. was the last who, who do you think you are? are. So. so we go. So we're in London, and we have we have two days off. So we said, okay, well, we're going to go to the British War Museum, and then we're going to go to the British Museum. So we dad goes, well, let's go to the War Museum first. So you know, Dad and I are in separate rooms, and so I go out, and I'm dressed in jeans and running shoes and relaxing. Dad, you were dressed just like you were going to Coach's Corner. You had a shirt and tie on, and you had burgundy jacket, burgundy jacket, and and you had your dress shoes. Oh. And I said to Dad, I said, Dad, I said we're going to be walking all day. Why don't you? Why don't you just dress down? Dad, no. He goes, what if somebody? He goes, somebody might see me, and you know how disappointed people are if I'm not dressed. Uh, I, you know why? How I got with that was with the Jefferson. Remember the movie, the old TV show? Oh, yes. And you remember the guy, the small guy that he used to be dressed up yeah. all well, the I, time. I remember the one time you said there was a little old lady. She came up to you and you had a comfortable collar on in the plane. No, you were traveling. You know what, no, it, it, that's, you're right in the sense. I had a black blazer on. She's, you know, I waited all this time to see and you had a black. That's what you have on. Yeah, so you have you set the precedent pretty yeah. high. So Tim, to okay. what what happened? So anyway, so I so you so I said, Dad, I said, come on, I said, you know that you know we're gonna go see all the the, the Victoria Crosses. You're gonna read every one. I said we're gonna be there for. So Lawrence T. E. Lawrence's yeah. uh, Lawrence of Arabia's yeah. rifle, too. rifle and everything. I said we're gonna be there for hours. And I said, you know those shoes. You're gonna be no no. I'm gonna get dressed. I said, so you and I got we got we're arguing in the hall. So I said, all right, fine. So you go go suffer then. So you said, no, you said, you know, somebody might notice me. So I said, Dad, you're in London, England. Who is going to notice you going to the British War Museum? He goes, no. So you and I were, were kind of a little mad at each other. So we're, we're standing at the, at the hotel waiting for the call, guy calls the British cab, you know, in the black cabs. Great big one. The great big one. The guy gets out. Hey, Don Cherry, how are you? You know where I'm from? I'm from Wolf Island. He's from Wolf <laughs> Island. First Kingston, guy I meet. From Kingston, where Dad's cottage is. <laughs> and oh. you're there. See? See? Oh, that oh, must yeah. have made Dad's day oh, to be was. right on that one. But yeah. you also had a culture shock, too, on seeing Dad's room also, too, if you ever want to talk oh, about yeah, that. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a whole, that's a <laughs> that's whole show. That's a whole thing. But, I, but the next day, though. We went to the bar. Oh, you see, you, I, you wore running shoes the oh, next day. I tell you, I, I ruined the whole day. I, and I, I tell you, one more funny story about going to London. I don't know how we got into London. But um, I was with Al Strachan. I went over with Al Strachan. And he liked to go to Harrods. He buys really great stuff and everything. And great cheese and stuff. So I don't buy anything in, in place. Like. So I, I stood up, up against the wall. And I had my burgundy jacket. <laughs> Again, I guess I wore that quite a bit. And I had my shirt and tie. 
and everybody was coming up asking me where the cheese factory and I and I well I think it's that way and and then I look around and when we went for a walk they always and Harrods they always have a guy that's standing up against the wall all dressed up nice and you go and ask him where things are so anyhow, I'm glad I felt good. Well, but and, didn't you also have that same syndrome when you were in the airports too? People coming up to you, thinking you were uh, a policeman, oh, and yeah. asking you. Oh yeah, when we used to go. Ron and I used to go uh, down in um, the states and Canada. It's a little different to kind of know who you are. But I remember like we'd have an old detective and a, and a young detective, and the police down. They used to think we were, we were detectives because we had a shirt and tie on, and we're the only people in um, the airports that have a shirt and tie. How do we get into all this? Anyhow, we're supposed to be talking about the All-Star game. Well, I, I have an idea. I, you know, I watched the All-Star game, and I, and I, I don't know. I, I guess a lot of people didn't. And I, I kind of liked it shooting up high. It's a gimmick, a lot of gimmicks and that. And, you know, football and hockey can't be an All-Star game. It's too tough. And, I, and the guys are having fun and the whole deal. But it used to be really something, and, and – uh, you remember it started with uh, Ace Bailey and Eddie Shore. Yeah, that that I think hockey was the first All Star game because that was when uh, remember a couple uh, one of our first podcasts we had um, uh, King Clancy talk about yeah. how uh, Eddie Shore almost killed Ace Bailey and that was it. Ace never played again, and then they had the Toronto Maple Leafs who were the Stanley Cup champs, right? Or was yeah, no Stanley Cup champs. champs, and then they played an All Star game to uh, raise money for Ace Bailey and his family. And remember, they shook hands and then, oh, they and, shook hands. What are they going to do? But here, the thing, the, the big thing, is that the Stanley Cup champions did not want to get beat by the All Stars, so it was really, really heavy duty. And then, uh, and but I think the only way, and the three on three, I never thought a three on three could be unexciting, and, and the <laughs> yeah, All Star really. game proved it. Well, the girls were pretty good, though. They, 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 they met. Yeah, them. they seemed like they were a little bit more intense, right? They were a little Did bit I ever more... tell you about one time? This is a true story. When I say girls, I got to tell you this story. No, this, this was the guy's long gone out of, I uh, shouldn't talk about hockey, but this, this was long gone. This was Hockey Night in Canada. This guy worked for the CBC. Notice how I say that? So, anyhow, I, I said the girls' hockey, girls' hockey, girls' hockey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, honest to God, I got a call and I thought, oh, hi, I do, how you doing? And he said, uh, we've had a meeting. We'd like you to call them women's. <laughs> Wait a minute. You want me to call them women's hockey? Well, yes, they're women. They're not uh, girls. Wait a minute, I said. You think when they go out and the, they say, come on, let's go, woman. <laughs> they say, they let's go, girl. In fact, they say, Let's go, guys. They it, because they that they they, yeah, they the go bo- You but meant they, it in a loving way. Well, you didn't mean it as a de- as a as a put- well, well, everybody but, calls them girls talk. <laughs> if you well, remember you were telling the story of the one guy, one coach was walking oh, up. Oh, Claude and, Ruel and and Jock and, and, and listen. I don't want any boys in my hockey. I don't want boys. I don't want boys. I want men. Men that stand up and play. That men that stand up and play. Okay, boys, let's go. <laughs> Well, remember there was a story when you first went to Colorado and Ma said they saw he they he, oh. she saw a picture of the Colorado Rockies and remember what Mom said? Yeah, they, you're they looking nice at the team for the first time on a team picture. They did look nice though. Well, they did. Well, you had a lot of good-looking players. Pat yeah, and, they, know, they had blonde hair. Yeah. And, and, and what I, did she I, say? I says I just come from a like a like I had the toughest team in sports, 
And then I go out to Colorado. Wasn't that though? They were. We got rid of those guys, and we had a pretty good team. Hey, don't get me going on Colorado. All we right, but I'm, I'm just saying. What What did Ma say about it? Was had yeah, they're boys. Says, Aren't they nice looking little bunch of boys? Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I had out in Colorado. Boys. But we ended up with a pretty good club. The only thing it was Ray Miran, the general manager, and I still think to this day that yeah, uh, that whole thing was funny. Like yeah. they wouldn't. You know that that you you almost two hundred thousand more people went to the game, yeah. and then and but you wouldn't get you the goalie, and then what? It was a year later after you fired, they ended up in Colorado. They ended up back in New Jersey. So yeah, yeah. wasn't and, there and, a movie and, called Slapshot, something like something like that? Uh, <laughs> no, I wish I wish it was. I wish I'd had the power that he had. But I remember I remember that that Dougie Favell was up in the mountains. We could have had Dougie Favell, but he he'd already grabbed. And I found out later that he had actually grabbed Miron and threw him out of a room. So no wonder he didn't want him back. But no, I, it was nobody could be that stupid to see that great team we had. We had Lanny McDonald, we had Schmatzy, Mike Christie, and and uh, it just went on and Rene on. Rene Robert and, yeah, and we had Jack Valaket, all those guys. I mean, were... Jack Valaket. We had a, we Came and on. Walter McKechnie. We we had a really good club. The only thing we didn't have was a goalie, and he would not get a goalie. And I honestly, th- well, I shouldn't say this, but it's a true story, that I honestly think they had it wrapped up to go to New Jersey. Because remember, we went down, Tim, everything was gone. Yeah. Like, they just, they moved up. In a night. They, they did I, a midnight run. Well, there you go. If you've got to sink a team, having a not a very good How'd goalie. How did we get going on up. Colorado? Anyway, well, you know, the one thing that was interesting, I, I thought, in the All-Star game was uh, Al McGinnis. Yeah. Uh, he was 56. Well, was he, well, no, I don't know how old he is. He's, what, 50? Uh, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, he is, and he is 56, and he has a wooden stick, and he still shot the puck over 100 miles an hour. Yeah, I was a little nervous for him. You know, like I thought maybe he'd you know, be about 80 or something. Boy, he just zinged her home. No, I thought it was a pretty good all-star. But I just want to say anything about Al McGinnis, a couple of things. People don't realize how hard his shot was, that he, he's, he was playing for uh, – Calgary, and I put it up on the on the uh, it's up on our uh, Facebook page, the Don Cherry Grapevine Podcast Facebook page. He took a slap shot from outside the blue lane. He, remember, he hit Mike Leute's mask, yeah, and the puck went in the net. It broke his mask, and they thought Leute might have broke his jaw. That's how hard his shot was. And then, he's like Shea Weber of today, yeah, and with a wooden stick. So imagine what he could do now with one of those composite sticks. I wonder. And he he shot the puck so hard, and then he went to St. Louis. He shot the puck so hard in warm up that it went right through the boards. And we got that. Did we have that up on the Facebook page? That the puck broke the boards, went right through it. I remember he came in the dressing room one day, and uh, he said, "Thanks, Grapes. I really appreciate it." Oh, yeah. And the guy tripped him. He's going back for an icing, and the guy tripped him. And he spread eagled in there. And well, that was a real bad injury. Yeah, he, he was out for about eight months, and nobody, you know, nobody give him give the guy heck. What was the guy's name? I forget the guy's forget name. Anyhow, he tripped him, and just as he was going, boy, and he spread eagled. Like he wrecked, he wrecked. I think one hip, and he yeah. tore the other one. Oh, it was yeah. a bad. Well, was Tim, a... you're telling that story. All I can think of is what is he doing taking such a hard shot during warm up, Dad? You would be yeah. upset. What, what, is what, what, what is that? Well, I guess, well, he didn't hit the goalie. I, he, he, well, he better purposely. That's the first thing you would that, say. I think hitting the goalie. I, I, I mean, that's your thing about about warm-ups eh, I for think hockey. That, uh, Jerry Cheever said he's the only guy that's ever been pulling an intramural game. <laughs> I guess intramural. And they had, we had 17,000 17, kids. We had an inter-squad game at uh, Team Canada. And for some reason, I, I don't understand it. Never forgot that game because Lanny McDonald uh, – 
uh, took a run at Serge Savard, and Serge Savard had broken his leg the year before, and uh, so he, Serge Savard cross-checked him back, and the ball booed him, and, I, and so they asked me, and Lanny's my friend. I said, well, Lanny, what are you doing? I said, what is he doing hitting a guy in that game? Anyhow, you've got to get off there, but I just want to tell you one story what happened there and talk about a goalie getting hit that um, Steve Shutt could really shoot a puck, and he shot it high, and he could really shoot a puck thing. 60 goals in one year. So he played on the left wing. So he was playing against us, and he let a shot go. I mean, it was unbelievable shot, top corner. So Jerry got out of the way. And so this was in practice? And no, no, it's an intramural game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, intramural game. So I pulled him after that. I pulled him after that. And so in between periods, I'm talking. I said, you know, Jerry, that is really something. That shot, that shot's really got a shot. And he said, yeah, he sure does. And I said, that puck almost hit you. And that was the end of Jerry. And he says, I'm the only guy that was ever pulled. Uh, so anyhow, I have an idea on the All-Star game. I don't know how we get it. The All-Star game, the only way you're going to get some feeling back in that game. And I mean, I never thought it. I never thought I'd ever say the three-on-three looked lousy. And that three-on-three, they didn't try. But they, you, you wanted to, to try. I know it diverse to the league and all that, and the world is changing a little. If you had the Europeans uh, 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 play the North Americans. Now, I know, I know that the world is changing, mm. and you, want, you don't want to insult anybody. But if you had, if you had, the, uh, if you had the Europeans playing... Believe me, they wouldn't want to lose. And the North Americans, you'd have a great three-on-three. Three. That's the only way. Because, you know, they're giving them tons of money. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, guys making $10 million. Well, you give them two, 200 grand, what, what is pocket money to them? The only way is that their pride is if you had a three-on-three, three, beautiful three-on-three. Three. Can you imagine Can you imagine three-on-three? Three and, and that's for the championship games. Well, I can remember when you used to have inter-squad games with your team. Didn't you used to have East versus West? And even then there was some. Well, that was back, you know, it's a funny thing. It was, that was back when I played uh, back in, we used to call it East-West game. Believe me, and, and all the Westerners, and there'd be a lot of Westerners, you know, and there'd be a lot of Easterners, and we'd play. And, you know, that was, we. There was there, pride in who was well, going to yeah, win. Yeah, well, we kind of, it was a little bit. But I think, and this, the only way they're going to get it, some uh, magic back in that game. Uh, not like the old days, because I remember when I was home in Rochester watching the All-Star game in the National Hockey League, I saw Bobby Orr go down a block, a Bobby Hull shot. Oh, oh boy. And he, got, and he crawled off the ice, and he was back the next game. So there used to be a lot of feeling. Now the guys, and I don't blame them, they have the 82-game schedule and the whole deal and all, everything like that. I think, I think Europeans against the North Americans, boy, I think it would go. So, Dad, we're just to wrap it up. I know the people in Edmonton are calling it Turtle Gate, but it's you know it's uh, a Calgary. They having a sign. Aren't they having a sign out there? Yeah, the Calgary radio station put a, a big billboard in Edmonton with with the you know his face on it, and they it would just as you say, it's going back and forth. You know, they really got to laugh. Well, just to say they're they're playing this week. I think they play on the 29th, and then they play again on the uh, uh, two days later. But it's fun to watch the uh, the announcer saying, "Oh, you know this stuff. It's terrible. You know this. You know we're trying to get this out of hockey. But make sure you know tune in. They're they're coming in. It's gonna it probably can hardly wait. You can oh, hardly wait. you don't want to glorify this type of violence, right. but yet every you know everyone's gonna tune in to see. Uh, there it, reminds right? me. We got to talk sometime about Probert and who is it? Troy Crowder. 
Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. A, or that was Ty, cool. Ty and Probert, I yeah. remember. Oh, Ty and Probert. Oh, yeah. that yeah. was a biggie. You couldn't yeah. get a ticket, I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. So, okay. so what do you think? So, what do you think will happen? Because a lot of times when they build this stuff up, nothing happens. But what do you think? Well, I think the, I I think Tate Chuck will kind of he won't back down. He'll kind of let on he wants to go at him. But the, I if I was if I was Tate Chuck, I wouldn't be worried about Cassian because they, yeah, Cassian won't do won't try to. But the guy like Nurse. Remember Daryl Nurse? We know him. Yeah, and uh, he's he he doesn't. Well, I remember him. he one time he he got suspended last year for beating somebody up, and they was like the Stan Jonathan thing of continuing punishment. He got <laughs> yeah. suspended. So I, that'd be the guy I'd look at, and because uh, Nurse doesn't take any prisoners, so. But how? What are we going to do this Thursday? We're going to do so this Thursday. We're you know we're going to talk maybe about uh, a guy that uh, you've met, you and Ryan, uh, Larry Walker was the second Canadian ever. Inducted into the after Fergie Jenkins after Fergie Jenkins Baseball Hall of Fame. So we're going to talk about Larry Walker and you and Ron met him, and then uh, we actually had Fergie Jenkins on the uh, Grapevine Show when the one of our first guests in 1982, and we got a couple of clips of him talking about uh, his career. Yeah, it, you know, it, if for a Canadian to get in the American, he has to be almost superhuman, and both of them were superhuman, and he had to wait till ten years. Should have been in almost the first first thing. Uh, but his record is unbelievable, and we'll talk about that Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>